0: The Welcome to the Women in Manufacturing podcast. My name is Fran Brunel. I'm the founder and president of Accelerated Manufacturing Brokers, Inc., a company that specializes in mergers and acquisitions in the lower middle market, and we work nationally. And I'm your host for today's show. So today we are welcoming to the show Whitney Koch. Whitney is a marketing and communications specialist, excuse me, at Well. Polker, Inc., which is a family owned manufacturing company in Sugarland, Texas. They specialize in sampling equipment and systems for the oil and gas industry. Whitney is a Penn State grad- graduate and she taught German for four years before beginning her journey <laughs> in manufacturing. Um, so, and she started very interesting as a technical writer before she moved over into the marketing side of the business. So Whitney, welcome to the show.
1: And thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here.
0: Yeah, we're excited to have you. So introduce our listening audience to Welker. Tell us what you do, who your target audience is and so forth.
1: Okay, Uh, So as you mentioned, Welker is a family owned company. We were started in 1954 by our founder, Bob Welker, who passed away two years ago. Um, He had been working for uh, a natural gas company and developed um, a regulator, a pressure regulator. And that is really sort of what launched our company. He was running it out of his garage for a time Um, before building it into um, the company that it is today. And now we're on the third generation of Welker's. Um, The grandson, Josh Welker, is our company president. Our CEO is Brian Welker, Bob's son. And uh, we are a manufacturing company primarily focused on the oil and gas industry, um, but really eager to offer contract manufacturing services as well. Mm, Fabulous. So you
0: started out, how did you jump from teaching German into (laughs) writing technical copy for a manufacturing company? How did that happen?
1: Yeah, it seems like a really kind of bizarre leap, doesn't it? I I was teaching at a local high school. Um, I was in my fourth year and just realized that it wasn't my lifelong career and was looking at opportunities that would really sort of make sense with having that teaching background. And I got connected with a local job search ministry and uh, the leader of that um, was really well connected with Welker, really familiar with the company. There was an opening for a technical writer at Welker at the time. Um, I had never even heard of technical writing, did not really know that was a thing. And uh, learned about that, learned about the company, was able to be mentored by some other people in that group, and saw there was a lot of overlap between technical writing and then what I did as a teacher. Um, so I was just using those, those skills, but in a different way. Um, and I'm very happy to be hired on and work on our installation, operation, and maintenance manuals for about five and a half years.
0: Wow. That's fabulous. There are, Mm -hmm. I don't think people realize how many different careers there are within the manufacturing sector that someone like you could choose from. So good for you. That's fabulous. Talk a little bit about making the transition more into marketing. Mm -hmm. You know, it's funny, you always hear the salespeople who want the the really kick-ass, um you know books about their products the technical Mm. writing and so forth but they're always somehow disconnected from the the um marketing side of the equation Mm. um you're interesting because you have both aspects talk about what that transition was like
1: yeah well I do think that having that experience of really getting to know like literally the insides of our products um, by doing those manuals made a big difference uh, when I transitioned over into the marketing department. I had worked with our marketing team previously as a technical writer, helping develop some standards, uh, some writing standards for our internal and external communications. And just as departments changed, personnel change, there was space over in the marketing department, and I felt that I had really done all that I could do with the manual writing um, and was looking for some new opportunities, looking to do something a little bit more creative, and having that knowledge of our products really did help. Um, Initially, I started uh, by writing content for our website to help build out some web pages and you know, really just show the breadth of what we offer. Um, and that was something that, you know, we didn't really have before. Mm-hmm. Um, so having that product knowledge really made it a whole lot easier. My father is a retired petroleum engineer. And so, you know, I got to lean on his knowledge a little bit as well, just understand the oil and gas industry better too. And those two things together made a huge difference. hmm Yeah.
0: So as you're doing marketing for this, um, you know, lower middle market manufacturing company, um, are you also, in addition to writing for the website, are you also um, creating content for social media?
1: Yes. So in 2020, right, the world changed for everybody. Um, We weren't able to go to trade shows or industry schools uh, like we normally do and like you know many other companies and manufacturers did Uh, so i sort of stuck my hand up and said hey can i take over our social media channels we had a company linkedin page we had our facebook page a twitter account and we did have an instagram account but there were no posts or anything on it and so you know without being able to have in-person events that was sort of you know an opportunity that we had to keep our name out there and share more about us and uh i did start out creating a lot of content for a, for a time we had a graphic designer and she did awesome work for us and so now i'm back to creating some more uh some of the visual imagery as well um but it's been really exciting a lot of fun. Mm-hmm.
0: What are you using to create the visual imagery? Just curious.
1: Uh, we use Canva.
0: Okay, that's. Canva's, I was going to recommend that yes, because our Canva social awesome. media, um, the head of social media uses mm-hmm. that as well.
1: Canva is really a great deal. You know, you can do a lot with the free account. We did opt for the the pro and before our graphic designer left, she set us up with some templates and we've got like our brand colors and things set up in there. It's awesome fabulous yeah so do you so you were
0: with the company when they were still doing trade shows and then Mm -hmm. COVID hit um in your opinion can a small manufacturer accomplish just as much through um, social media and brand awareness efforts as they do through a trade show
1: yeah, I mean, I would say that you could accomplish even more, really, you know, trade shows, industry schools are one, two, three days, typically, right? Whereas your website, your social media presence, that's there 24-7, 365. Um, so I think, you know, for manufacturers to think about their their web presence, so their website and social media as like a virtual trade show booth, you know, that kind of changes your perspective a little bit on it. You know, how do you want to showcase the company? People can come and go as they please and see what's there. And when you're at a physical trade show and you walk by and the booth is empty, that doesn't say anything good, right? Um, so having, you know, what you want to display about your company there on your website and your social media channels, you know, that just is working for you all the time. And you can reuse a lot of the content too. Whereas trade shows you know, it gets a little stale, I think, always having the same setup year after year, but that's a really huge expense to change that up.
0: Well, that's the thing that strikes me is the difference in the cost mm-hmm. of having a robust social media presence yeah. versus doing trade shows. I love what, what did you call it? A virtual trade show booth? Mm-hmm. that's yeah. great I've never heard anyone say that before yeah that's fabulous I can't
1: take credit for it my friend Polly Rose has said that um but I just want to latch on to that idea because it's so true um you know it says a lot about your company um even if people aren't really um you know social media users themselves if they go onto your website and click on your social icons and see oh they haven't posted anything since 2015 you know that doesn't say a whole a lot of good things about your company right (laughs) to have an inactive presence
0: why do you think it is important for uh manufacturers small family-owned manufacturers um to participate in social media and what would you say to those who say um it really would not make a difference
1: what would you say Uh, to them Well, I think I would say, firstly, that um, buyers are doing so much research online now. You know, before they even talk to a salesperson, reach out to a salesperson, they're doing their research. And so if you don't have the content online, you know, as a website or, you know, a social media account where they can go on and, and research who you are as a company and research your products, you're kind of setting yourself at a disadvantage right there anymore, um, just because the number is something really crazy, like eighty something percent. Um, people are doing their research online before reaching out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then also, I would just say, you know, kind of what we touched on before is the the cost efficiency, right? It's you know, you can set up a social media account for free. You don't even need special equipment. You can just use your cell phone for pictures, for videos. Um, you don't have to do paid advertising. You don't need to get really fancy equipment You know, at the start, uh, unless that's something that you want to do. It's really great to have you know, like a paid scheduling tool if you're really going to go hard at it and be consistent, but you don't, you don't need that to get started.
0: What are you using for a scheduling tool?
1: We use Hootsuite right now. Mm -hmm. um it's it's nice it's great to be able to you know have a uh, a content plan for the month and to get things scheduled ahead of time um for whoever is in charge of social it's nice to know like okay i've got content planned on the weekend i don't need to hop on and you know post anything although i could switch over and respond to comments and engage with some other accounts if i want to um, same thing for holidays, you know, you can kind of take a break, making sure that content is scheduled out. Um, it's, it's nice to have, and there are free yeah. scheduling tools out there as well, depending on which platforms you're on.
0: Sure. Yeah. We, um, oh gosh, years ago we were using Hootsuite. We then mm-hmm. moved to Buffer mm-hmm. and, um, today it's done through our, uh, CRM and ERP system. Oh, so awesome. Yeah, but you know, I I am a huge believer in in being able to schedule things out mm-hmm. so that you're not having these gaps yes. in um you know, your your content on social media. Right. Yeah,
1: consistency is huge. You know, if someone is looking to start on social media and kind of test it out, I would start small. And then whatever you decide to do, I just make sure you're doing it consistently. Like, what can you realistically do on a consistent basis? If it's once a month, that's better than nothing, right? As long as you're doing it consistently. And then, you know, your followers will get to know what your cadence is and they'll come to expect that content from you. Mm -hmm.
0: At what point did, like, how many years has your company um, had a designated uh, so marketing slash social media person?
1: Uh, just two years <laughs> since I uh, started on it um, over uh, in 2020 when COVID was, you know, really knocking everything out. Um, we, yeah, we didn't really have anyone doing it on a dedicated basis. Before then, we would put up you know, holiday postings and things like that, but there was no other strategy or consistent planning behind it before.
0: How did you get buy-in from your boss to let you do this to move from technical writing to marketing slash social media?
1: Mm, yeah, well, to move, um, I, I think it. Really helped that I already had a working relationship with our marketing department. Um, at the time, it was just uh, one person, Katrina Catral, who's our marketing manager now, my manager. And, you know, as I'm sure other manufacturers can attest, a one person marketing team is really overwhelmed, right? There's so much, so much to do, even if you're not on social media. Um, maintaining your website, doing literature, I mean, it's, it's a heavy workload, right? Um, so I think when I was making that change sort of in 2019, you know, there was that recognition internally that, hey, you know, we, we need some more bodies in marketing, right? We need help. Um, and if you can do that internally and, you know, maintain that knowledge, Right. Whoever is moving over, maintain the knowledge of the company, of the industry, of the products. You know, I think that's really just to your benefit, to the company's benefit, instead of trying to hire someone external, um, you know, and then get them onboarded. But then also, you know, there, there might be some knowledge gaps there
0: yeah it's all I think it's always better to have someone internal that mm-hmm. understands who truly understands what the company does how important is it do you think to have you know marketing and social media be part of the company culture as opposed to just the few people that that's their job description
1: yeah. I mean there are some accounts that I follow that you know I really enjoy following them because you see lots of people from the company there on their on their social feed, right? They participate in videos, they do, you know, pictures and it's not just, you know, staged company events. They're, you know, active participants and they're happy while they're doing it and as a social media consumer, you know, I think that just gives you um, a real different sense for the company itself, the company culture. Um, it makes it more engaging, I think, as the viewer. And so if you are working in a manufacturing company and you have that kind of buy-in where people are you know really on board and willing to participate, I think it just makes it more fun, um, you know, more enjoyable uh, on both sides, right? Whether you're making it or if you're the person consuming it, And, you know, I think manufacturers kind of maybe disregard or don't think about social media as also serving a purpose for hiring, right? People who are seeking jobs, they're checking out your company, they're going to your website, you know, checking out your social media. It's a great way for job seekers, I think, to get sort of a peek behind the curtain, right, and see, is this a kind of place that I would like to work? And, you know, so if you have a really strong company culture, being on social media and involving more people in your company on your channels, I think is really just to your benefit. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. So um, do you also think that with the number of employees participating, that it helps to um, drive organic uh, placement on Google and so forth?
1: Yeah, I I think so. You know, there's a lot of talk about personal branding, uh, especially when you talk about LinkedIn. Uh, LinkedIn personal profiles get so much more organic reach than company profiles. And so if you have a strong um, social media presence as a company and you encourage your employees to develop their own personal branding and grow their own network, then that's just spreading your company as well. Um, maybe not exactly to your, your, um, your buyer, your intended audience, but that's sort of what networking is, right? It's not the person I know, it's the person that person knows. Um, right. So you're just expen- uh, ex- expanding your reach and you know, then that in turn can grow your company page as well. Um, and your other social channels, just getting the word out about your company. People like to follow people, right? And yes. people like to buy from people. Um, so, you know, encouraging your employees to have their own kind of personal brand and, you know, be out there. Yeah.
0: Relationships still matter. <laughs> mm-hmm. They've, yes. you know, the how we do relationship has changed somewhat, um, exactly. but relationship still matters and it always will. And a good yeah. marketer is going to understand that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. agree. And I do feel like, you know, kind of going back to that trade show comparison that we made earlier that, you know, thinking about LinkedIn, that's kind of like the networking that goes on at a trade show too. Um, you're just doing it on the computer. You're doing it virtually instead of in person. It's a similar kind of thing. Um,
0: yeah. Yeah yeah so has for for those um, you know old-time manufacturers out there who are still skeptical, the mm-hmm. question I would ask you ha- is has your company um, seen uh, visitors to the website or business result from your efforts on social?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, that's a really great question. Um, that's something that we are working on as far as the attribution. Earlier this year, we added on our RFQ um, button form on our website. You know, the option for visitors to say how they heard about us. Um, you know, if you if your company has a CRM, you know, you will be able to track that type of thing. Um, If you use Google Analytics, you know, you can go back and see referral traffic from social media. So we've definitely had a big increase um, from our social media. Um, Whether that has turned into a purchase, 100%, I can't speak to that. Um, We do have uh, a member of our business development team. He's working on building his own brand on LinkedIn, kind of towards that end, right? Like seeing for himself, being here, being present, sharing informative content from my own personal profile, you know, that makes an impact. And he's had some success with that You know, making connections in companies that we've been targeting that we hadn't had luck with before. Um, So it's a long game, right? I'll say that. Yes, it is. You know, you're not going to Create your account, put up your first post, and make a million dollar sale the next day. Um, it's it's an investment. It's a long term thing. Just like a regular trade show, right? I mean, sometimes yeah. you might get a a purchase from a trade show, but you know, not always. You know, right after you're building those relationships, and it takes time.
0: Yeah, that's so true. So one more question before I let you go. Um, You know, I talk to manufacturers all over the country who kind of say, hey, I'm a manufacturer, what I do is boring, and I would have absolutely nothing to say on social media. Um, Can you give one or two ideas to uh, our listening audience about the types of things that you can share or a manufacturer should be sharing on social media?
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, just thinking about TikTok, I know the the manufacturing hashtag has had, you know, like a billion views or something like that. Um, really? Yeah. Manufacturing on TikTok is really big. Um, and I kind of think personally that it just has to do with the fact that, you know, so many of us are really removed from manufacturing, right? The manufacturing of our products, how things are made And it's kind of fascinating really just to see the elaborate machinery that it puts in plants and um, how our everyday products are assembled, how they start out. Um, I really like to watch machining videos. It's so interesting just to see, um, you know, how a CNC can cut apart, look at all the chips flying. Um, It's pretty cool. So you don't really have to have you know, a high high quality produced video of your company or the company president telling you can just show your machines in action, your people in action, um, and just tell that story of manufacturing and what it's like. You know that there are people behind the products, um, that it's a safe industry, a clean industry, a great industry to work for, um, to support, especially you know with the push for reshoring and trying yeah. to build up the manufacturing industry, you know, I think it would really just benefit, you know, individual companies, and then the industry as a whole to show, you know, manufacturing is really so much more than um, we think it is.
0: The recruiting aspect of this is, is amazing, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't think that old-time manufacturers realize, you know, everyone's struggling with the skills gap, um, yeah. I sold a company out in the Midwest recently and they had made the addition of robotics to mm. um, their uh, machine tool lineup and yeah, they had a few robotic cells they said it was the best recruiting tool ev- that they ever had yeah it's so
1: really cool yeah people yeah. want to be a part of you know really cutting edge things and man- there's a lot of cutting edge stuff happening in manufacturing yeah. and um, You know, it's a really, I think, kind of on the verge of a boom. And um, I think just to be a part of it and see how it's growing and um, what the future for innovation is as well, it's huge.
0: Yeah. So, hey, we are starting to run out of time. Before I let you go, I want you to tell our listening audience how to reach out if they want to learn more about Welker Inc.
1: Oh yeah, to learn more about Welker, please go to our website, we're at welker.com, it's w-e-l-k-e-r.com, and we are on Twitter at Welker, Inc., you can find our company on LinkedIn, uh, Facebook, and also Instagram, uh, Welker, Inc.
0: Wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing some tips. This is, I was very excited to interview you, someone that's in-house at a manufacturing company, um, doing what every manufacturer should have somebody doing. So (laughs) fabulous, appreciate your tips. And hey, listen, if you're a woman in manufacturing um, or in an industry that is servicing the manufacturing sectors and you'd like to be on the show, please reach out to me, Francis Brunel, on LinkedIn, or just call my office, 908-387-1000. I would also like to encourage our listeners to visit whampodcast.com, where you can view all of our shows and other shows brought to you by the Jacket Media Company. Whitney, thank you so much and best wishes for continued success.
1: Thank you so much.